Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. It's April 26th edition of the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. I really wish we had like a 1-800-PET-PSYCHIC number or something so it would be easier to say. But um, call in. Go to the chat room. We have it open. If you go to the Blog Talk Radio page, you'll see it open on the right-hand side. And we have our our usual favorite people in there, Boo Boo, uh, Sister Sirius, other guests come in and chat with us and uh, talk about the show. You can even ask questions there. And that's my little intro. Laura, are you there? Laura is not there. I am not hearing Laura. That is very strange. Hold on one moment. Laura, are you there? Yeah, I could hear you. Oh, we couldn't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Okay. Sometimes so, I don't know if I'm talking to you via telepathy or if we're talking. <laughs> that must get confusing. <laughs> no, wait, really, do you ever get confused? Did I actually say that out loud or did I gesture it in my mind? <laughs> no, are you, I'm serious. Do you really, does that really happen to you? Uh, no. I was just <laughs> Sometimes it happens, but not to that extent. Because, <laughs> you know, that could be really confusing when you start. No, I mean, there, have been, there have been times where, like, somebody has said something, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that person said that out loud. And then I look <laughs> at them, and I look at the people next to me, and I'm like, nobody is reacting to whatever that person said. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I heard their thoughts. Yeah, so can you, you you know, people are afraid of psychics because they think they can read people's thoughts. Is yeah. that true? Can you completely read people's thoughts? I think sometimes I can, but sometimes I can't, you know. I mean, I don't really try to. Yeah. So probably if I tried to and I studied it, like I studied the animals, yeah, I'm yeah. sure I could. Man, but, that's got to be tough on your boyfriends. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> they were like, it's, oh, no, get out of my head. <laughs> what's really interesting is that, and I'm not saying this about all pet psychics or animal communicators, but when I was in my late 20s I know, and early 30s, I noticed that a lot of pet psychics and animal communicators were single. And Honestly, like in the dating world, that is actually an issue because yeah. guys do get scared when they think that you can read their mind. Of course. It is Yeah, like my really good friend, he he's like my he's a really good friend of mine. I don't think he care. I'm not going to tell you his name, but one time I gave him a Christmas present and yeah. like I heard him say, "I wonder how much this costs." <laughs> That's so rude. You know, I looked at him, I was like, that is so rude. And he looked at me like, what? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, he didn't say that out loud. You know, it's scary for people. He could care less. Right, right, right. 
Wow. <laughs> I know. Um, real quick, I wanted to ask how Storm King, your dog, is doing. Um, any changes, any updates? Also with Serafina, I know I read on your website that she got her teeth taken out. So Yeah, so Stormy, honey, Storm King, do you want to tell everybody how you're feeling? Because, like, I can tell everyone you're doing great. But what would you like to tell everybody about how you're doing? I have a problem at night. You do? What's your problem at night? I have a really hard time sleeping because I get hot and uncomfortable. Oh, honey. What What do you mean? How do you get uncomfortable? I get a pain in my stomach and I pant, which is true. Mm-hmm. Did you have that before, Stormy? I think that might be from your new herbs you're on. I don't know what it is, but I want it to go away. I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. Besides that, Storm, you're doing pretty good, I think, don't you? I sort of want to be doing much better. No. No, oh. I mean, I'm kind of sad. Yeah. You seem to be in more upbeat spirits last week. I know. I think it's also the weather, you know. I think yeah. that... He was on this this herb before that was really helping him with his arthritis. I just didn't know if it was causing some of his issues, so I took him off of it. So now his, he's a little bit more sore. And oh yeah, and it's been uh, cold here in Cal. Well, cold for California standards. It's been kind of rainy and <laughs> rainy. <laughs> yeah, we're not used to this kind of weather. Stormy's homeopathic vet is supposed to call us later, and so we're gonna we'll tell her exactly how you feel. Good. And then well, Serafina, she she is unbelievable. She got eleven teeth extracted. Mhm. And uh they were so bad that he said that her little face was shaking as mm-hmm. he was cleaning the nerves oh. because all the nerves were exposed. Oh my gosh. I know. Horrible. That, isn't it? And that it's so amazing. I was like, God, I really am a sucky pet psychic because like, I, I only picked it up like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I did not pick up this like long-term problem. Right. But That's- also you say it's harder when, isn't it harder sometimes if it's your pets and your... No, I don't believe that. No? No, I've never said that. Do you think I've said oh. that? I thought you said it was something like that, but maybe it wasn't with pets. I can't remember. It was something like, I can't, I honestly can't remember what it was. People always say that. People are always like, oh, it's so much harder for me to do because it's my pets. I don't really buy into that. I don't Mm -hmm. think that that's true. I think that just cats in general have a very high tolerance for pain. And then Mm -hmm. teeth, teeth, it seems to me in my practice that a lot of times there are teeth problems and people don't notice. Right. Um. But I did notice, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, I was like, something's wrong with your teeth. I have to take you in. But I probably could have caught it earlier. But she, the vet said, oh, she's probably going to be really drowsy and she's, you know, she's not going to want to eat. But she came home and she ate and she but she's on some heavy, heavy narcotics to, for the yeah. pain. Sweet but she's doing girl. okay. But she's doing okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Another dose. So I... Let's talk about how you have to give your liver away. 
let's go right into that. Um, we don't have very much time, but I just wanted to share that, you know, I know a lot of our listeners know my mom's been really sick and she's been in Japan. And so I've been doing the show from Japan and now I'm back in Los Angeles and the back and forth. Anyways, long story short, um, she's now a candidate for a living donor liver transplant. And so I am the living donor because I happen to, sorry, my dogs are being loud next to me. Um, but I'm going to be going in June, maybe at the end of June, to do this transplant. And I'm going to be giving my piece, chunk of my liver and they attach it to hers. And then, you know, she lives off my liver and mine regenerates, apparently. So That is so amazing. And I have got to spend a month in the hospital. Yeah, a month. So I'm hoping I can do the show from my hospital vet because I'll have nothing else to do. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Can we tell our audience what you're going to trade your liver for? Oh, yeah. So I was talking to Laura earlier that I said, you know, I was looking at houses in my neighborhood and I want to get a a little bit of a bigger house. And um, I was saying, oh, maybe my parents uh, could give me some money for down payment for a new house. (laughs) Like saying, remember that time I gave you my liver? Like maybe you could like give me some money. (laughs) I'm sorry. I (laughs) I can just I can use that line forever for the rest of their lives, my life. Remember that time I gave you my liver? (laughs) Yeah, that is like you know that's gold for like the rest of my life. (laughs) So my mom and my dad could never hassle me about anything. (laughs) Wow, I think awesome. You're gonna save her life. That's so cool. Well, I hope I hope everything goes well. I hope it happens. You know, it's still, you know, a little ways away. So hopefully she'll stay in a good condition to be able to do this. For the and next, it's going to be uh, a great month. experiment for our show because then we can find out if you have any psychic attachment with your mother once your liver is in her body. Oh, God, I don't know if I want that. I know, but it's probably going to happen. Oh, gosh. I don't want to be attached to my mom. (laughs) You are. I know. (laughs) Anyway, so that's what's going on uh, with us here at the Pet Psychic Radio Show. And, uh, yeah, you can – I'm probably going to write more about it on my blog, too, so people can see that on um, theveganCannibal.com if you're interested in any of this sort of transplant and my veganism and also like how am I going to deal with my veganism while I'm in the hospital for a month in Japan I don't know I'll figure that oh, out you going to do it in Japan I thought you were going to do it here no no I'm leaving I'm going to be in Japan oh my gosh I thought your yeah. mom was going to come here and do it no she's not she's not stable enough to be taking a commercial flight so I have to go there that's amazing I yeah. Anyways, we better get to phone calls because okay. it's the Pet Psychic Radio Show. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I know we're getting caught up in our conversation. Uh, first caller we have is Kim. So um, for all of our callers, what you want to do is just when you get on the phone or get on the line, just tell us who your pet is, if they're dead or alive, how old is your pet, uh, what do they look like, what kind of pet, uh, and then ask your one question one question meaning one theme to the question, you know. So here we go. Kim from Carson, California. Who will we be talking to today? 
Kim. Oh, uh, it, my cat. No, fine. Yeah, I'm cat. sorry. <laughs> um, Tommy, he's 16. He's black and white. He's um, kind of disappeared. Um, and I just want to know if he's all right. Um, oh, no, I don't do lost animals. You can't even, you don't know if he's all, if there's no way. No, I don't do them. I'm so sorry, but I'm really actually kind of strict about it because, well, there are lots of reasons, but um, but you know who you should call is Hillary Renaissance? Where? Lori, uh-huh. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, I was going to tell you what pet, what animal communicator to call to, to oh, help okay, you. Okay, thank you. That's actually, I'm missing a dog a month ago, so I'm just I'm just hysterical, actually. And I want to. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear I, that. Okay, so Laura, who who do we talk to? Who's the other pet psychic for this? So there's Hillary Renaissance, mm-hmm. and um, you can Google her and Lori Spagna. Lori. How do you spell that? Um, Spagna is S-P-A-G-N-A. Are you in our chat room? No. I'm on I'm on the telephone. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, because I was going to, I could put a link there. You're very You know what, deep. email me, ask, email me and I'll send you the, the contact. That's awfully sweet of you. Thank you so much. Okay, okay. you be well. Good luck. Good, Thank good you. Luck. Thank That's so tough. Um, oh, tell us, tell us real, like, real quick some of the reasons why you don't do lost pets. Well, they're really stressful on me because then I'm like, like trying to figure out what's happening to these pets for like the next few days or weeks or whatever. I like lose sleep over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, just lost pets in general are really difficult because mm-hmm. sometimes you can get in touch with an animal that looks like the animal that you're trying to get a hold of, like that's in the same neighborhood. Or the animal can tell you where they want to be rather than mm-hmm. where they are. Yeah. And the feeling of an animal that is passed on to the mm-hmm. feeling that um, is, is alive and spirit is actually just a very, very subtle feeling. And so mm-hmm. if something happened to them, like they got grabbed by a coyote mm-hmm. or um, if they – um, got hit by a car and they died real suddenly, they might not exactly know that they've passed on. And so it's just very difficult. Um, okay. But it's also an emergency situation. I consider lost animals emergency situations, and I'm not really good at emergency situations. I mean, I'm great at emergency situations, but I don't, I'm not good at being available at all hours right. of the day. It doesn't right, work yeah. Much. Right. So. so they have specialty people who do that. Uh, being yes. Hillary Renaissance and Lori Spagna. So if anyone yes. has a lost pet, please contact um, those those uh, psychics, pet psychics. And Lori, for that. we would like to have on the show one day. And she can oh, that would be great. Yeah, so we we were thinking about that. So I'm going to get that together. We're going to have. Yeah, her that on. would be awesome because then if people do have lost pets that day, they can just ask her. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's <laughs> All right, um, let's go to Jenny from Minneapolis. Uh, who's your pet? Hi, uh, thanks for having me on. My pet is my rescue dog, Georgia, um, who is about four years old. And she's a 40-pound hound terrier cross. Um, So we've had her almost two years now. 
And the the issue or the concern that we're having is that her fear aggression has recently really escalated. Um, And it's now not just with men in the home, but it's also with men and kids out in the community, even when we're just taking her on a walk or a run. Um, She's sort of trying to lean out to snap at people as we're going past them. Um, And it's really, we've had trainers come to the house and work with her, and so we've really been trying to work on it. But it really seems in the last couple of months she's gotten worse. And she's not, and you've had her two years? Yeah, almost. It'll be two years in August. Oh, okay. And how old? How how? And she's four, you said. Yeah, they they thought she was around two when we adopted her, so uh, she'll okay. be coming up on four. That's really interesting that it would get worse. Do you know mm-hmm. what happened around the time where it started to get worse? Did anything happen? Can you recall? Um, not that I can really think of. We uh, we moved to a new house about a year ago now, um, mm-hmm. and I guess the, the fear aggression got worse maybe within a few months of moving, but it oh. wasn't like immediately after moving or anything. Right. And, um, okay, okay, let me get her. And her name is Georgia, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she's... And so she's actually nipping at people when you're running and then also people that are coming into the house. And is it also the men in your home? No, men that she is comfortable with, she's fine with. She adores my boyfriend, and we have some close friends that she really likes. So it's only some men. (laughs) Okay, okay. Hold on. Let me get her. Some men make me really nervous to the way they look at me. They give me this look out of the corner of their eye. But sometimes you're running, and so you're running by them. So they're not – Is it sometimes you're coming up on them, and then she'll lunge at them? Yeah, sometimes when we're passing them. Okay, so not necessarily are they looking at her at that time, right? Um, they might be sometimes, but not all of the time. Okay. Sometimes men reach for me and they shake me by the neck. Okay. They grab me and they twist my collar. I hate it when they do that. It hurts me and it hurts me down my spine. Okay. Also, my right hip will bother me. So sometimes what can, well, one of the things is whenever there's aggression, one of the main reasons why dogs can be aggressive is pain in their body. So I would just take take her to a chiropractor and just get her checked to make sure that she doesn't, that she's not out anywhere. Because what happens when a dog gets fearful is they clamp their tail. Like, you know, have you seen the dog's tail underneath them? Or they get really stiff and then they just make Mm -hmm. that tail really stiff. And if they already have pain in their body, then that can exasperate the pain. And then that that can make them more aggressive. Okay. So so that's one of the things that I would do first. And then also you want to mark her to help her be more confident around men. You want to mark those calming signals. So anytime she licks, yawns, blinks her eyes, looks away. You want to tell her good calming and then treat her. 
Okay. And um, so when she says that she's worried about, you know, someone grabbing her by the collar and twisting the collar, um, yep. do, do you have something like a choke chain on her now or a or No, a, she just wears a regular uh, cloth collar. Oh, good, good. Um, so I'm wondering why that feeling is coming up now. Right. Let me ask. Let me ask her, because maybe what you might want to start doing is running with her on a harness or a gentle that's leader. That's what we do. We run with a harness. So I guess I'm wondering why. But, you know, she was two when we got her, so I don't yeah. really know very so much about that be, history before. Yeah, she could be having some post-traumatic stress response, which can happen, like the change of the seasons or whenever anything starts to smell different. You know, like if there was a time in her life where she was abused, post-traumatic yeah. stress can come again, like at the change of the seasons, or um, if they smell a certain cologne or hairspray or um, yep. shampoo or anything like that. But also it's like the the look that they're giving her, so it's eye contact. So you want to make sure that she doesn't hold anybody's eye contact for long. Okay. Um, let me tell her that she, that that what we think is that that pain in her neck is an old memory and that okay. she needs to release that old memory and to trust you and okay, to lift and yawn and blink her eye. Mm-hmm. I also don't like men because they yell louder. Oh. I'm going to just tell her that that they just have a deeper voice. So sometimes it can seem like they, they yell louder. And just because she had men in her past that may have hurt her, it doesn't mean that men in her future will hurt her and that there are going to be a lot of men in her future that are going to be very kind to her, like the men that she knows already that are kind to her. Great. Thank you. How do I tell them to stay away without nipping at them? She shouldn't nip at them. She should come to you for safety instead. So you want to teach her, like, when you're running up, you could teach her, like, a heel, like, bring chicken or something really yummy with you. Mm -hmm. And when you're running past someone, see if you can put her into a heel and so that she's looking at the chicken instead. Yeah. Um. And teach her to look at you when she's in fearful situations or come to you. It's good also to have a routine during those times. Like any time you think that it could be an issue to, um, to like, like with my old wolf dog, what I would do is I would call her to me and she'd fall into a heel on my left-hand side. She always had this way that she had to circle around me. Mm-hmm. And then she had to sit, and then we would heal off. And if you make that a routine, every time she gets scared, she'll fall into that routine. It'll make it easier okay. to, for you to keep her in control. Okay. Yeah. Keep working at it. Okay. And make sure all training is positive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, let us know how she does. Okay. I will. Thank okay. you. So we got a update from Melody. Hi. Um, hi, Melody. How are you? Good. So tell us what's Good. going on, your updates. 
Um, I was calling about Buddy, the guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Um, he is doing fabulously. And, Laura, I think if I had not spoken with you that day, um, I don't think he'd be with us now. So oh. I want to thank you so much for oh. everything you did that day. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, his picture, I put his picture on Facebook. Oh, you um, did? And, yeah, I think you saw it because you put a like on it. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> He's my daddy, so um, he and I have a special bond now, um, and he's just, I don't know, I don't know what I would have done if I, we would have lost him that that time, so. Um, oh, do we ask wanna, him, do you want to ask him how he's feeling? Yeah, I would like for you to do that, and he has a cage mate named S'mores. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd like to know how they're, because they're back together now. And I just want to make sure that they're getting along okay and we're not going to have a repeat incident of the um, aggressiveness. Because I'm not sure okay. why we were doing it. Okay. And remind me what they look like again, both of them. Um, Smith is a tortoiseshell and white, and Betty is a broken. He's black and like a tan. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Buddy says my whole body feels calmer inside of itself. Oh, good. I don't feel like I'm grasping on to anything. And then what's the other bunny? Uh, what's the other other ones? More. More. The more. <laughs> I have to tell you, he's much more friendly. Oh, good. Good, because I don't know what caused them to be that way. Yeah. Um, they were getting along fine, and then all of a sudden they started fighting. So she says he, yeah, she says he feels better now. This morning he feels better. No, that um, Buddy feels better. Oh, oh, okay. S'mores is a girl, right? No, actually, S'mores is a boy. Oh, okay. They're, they're two boys. Yeah. Oh, they're two boys. <laughs> They kind of, I kind of thought they were like husband and wife. Oh. Yeah, because they seem like they're really in love. Do they snuggle together? Um, they used to a little bit, but not, not too much. Hmm. She, he says that it's just that Buddy couldn't see straight before. Oh. Well, that's the, that's funny that you say that because Buddy was initially seemed to be the more aggressive one of the two. Yeah, that's what it seems like. It seems like it was spurred on by him, by Buddy. Okay. okay. And now that, that Buddy's be. is feeling better, there's no more like um, it's there's no more like anxiety. Oh, good. Okay. Okay, and they have Wait, they I- have um, a pretty big cage, and they have tunnels, and they have hammocks, and I just put a mirror in there because I saw something the other day that said guinea pigs like mirrors. Oh, yes. Yeah. Samora is also talking about something like celery or something that looks like celery. Do you know what that is? Um, Something that looks like celery? Yeah. Is that okay for guinea pigs? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's asking for celery. Okay. I've given it to them before, just once or oh, twice. Yeah. 
Oh, you have. Then he wants it again. Okay. Okay. We can do that. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad they're happy. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Better. Oh, you're welcome. And I don't know, um, I also had, I also spoke with you a while back about Sam, the dog. He was afraid of men. And oh. I just, I just wanted to tell you, he's doing much better. And I've actually, this is going to sound really, well, you're not going to think it's crazy, but I actually think I'm able to communicate with him. Oh, and good. I don't even have, I don't even have to speak. I can ju- I do what you said, I visualize things in my head. Um, and the other day I told him that my father-in-law was coming over, and he's always crazy when people pull in the driveway. And I told him yeah. that he had to relax and that um, Grandpa was coming over, and he actually never even barked. Oh, that is so beautiful. What yeah, a good he, job. He, yeah, he ambled over to the car and, and met my father-in-law. He got out of the car, and he was perfectly fine. So, wow, good job. Yeah. So I was wow. really excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me, like, what was the situation like when you told him? Were, did you take, like, a really quiet, special moment, or did you say it in passing? Like, how did you go about telling him? Well, he had gone outside, and I knew my grandfather, my um, father-in-law was coming, so I went outside because he was picking something up, and I was getting the item ready for him to pick up. And I just said, now, Sam, um, Grandpa's coming over, and he's a nice man, and you need to make sure that you don't bark and you be a good boy when he comes. Oh, good. And I just kept that. I know how you were saying about how you don't use anything negative. You always say positive things. Always visualize the things in your head. And I actually visualized my father-in-law petting him. Oh, nice. And then was he able to pet him when he came? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, good job. Yeah, and he didn't even, I mean, he likes my father-in-law, but normally he'll bark and he goes crazy when anybody pulls in. But the car pulled in, came in, and he never even barked. Oh, that is so neat. That's so neat. Yeah, you're loud and clear. That's so awesome. Yeah, Yeah, so So, now just practice on getting it back from them and just pay attention to, like, now you know how you form things in your mind because you've been uh talking to them before. So now just pay attention to when something that is related a little bit different than that pops into your head. Does that make sense? So, like, now that you've been talking to them for a while and you've been really thinking about what you're saying and how you're picturing it, now you'll be able to tell if there's, like, another image or another thought that pops into your head. Okay. Because that could be them talking back to you. Okay. All right. Yeah. I will will keep that open because, like I said, I've been practicing and, and working with them, so... Yeah, it's great. Seems to be working, so I was I was really excited because at first when it happened, I thought, oh, this is just it was just a fluke, and then there were no. other things that happened. Yeah, but, not a fluke at all. Yeah, you know, so. thanks for coming in and giving us your oh, update. Oh sure, and thank you so much. I love everything you do. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thank okay, you. So. <laughs> um, let's see here. We have. Uh, Judy. Hey, Judy. Hi. Hey, Judy. Hi, Laura. (laughs) So nice to hear you on the air. I know. So Judy has a very special doggy in a very special situation. Judy, tell everyone how long your little girl was gone for. Um, 
five days and four nights. Her dog went missing. Yeah, will you tell them what happened to her? Sure. Well, some some friends um, called in the morning and said, oh, can we take Ella to the beach today with our dog? They have a beautiful black lab, and Ella's a, a black lab mix. And um, so, and they, the two dogs hang out all the time. So, sure. But for some reason, when they pulled into um, down at Emma Woods Beach, um, she jumped out of their window. We're not really sure why. It could be that um, a pillow, the dogs had chewed up a pillow and there were feathers flying around in the back of the, the cab of this truck. And um, I'm not sure, but she jumped out or saw something and anyway and witnesses who saw it happen um she rolled a couple times it wasn't going really fast she was parking but um it was the car was still moving but she rolled a couple times and scraped her face and then totally panicked and just bolted i mean like people told me i've never seen a dog move that fast just got so scared and she ran down Crossed the railroad tracks up to the bike trail and just took off, and people were trying to get her but couldn't. And we didn't know. I mean, I was down there within you know half hour. We had eight people. We searched till like ten o'clock at night, and just couldn't find her anywhere. So and you didn't give her. up, which is the main part. And they posted flyers everywhere. Yeah. And. and were so wonderful like just spread the word I called the vets in the area and they put the word out and put the poster the flyer at their place and I put it on Facebook and the homeless people were so wonderful they were so sweet and they all knew I mean the other day I was down at Vaughn's and I saw a guy with two dogs he was sitting there a homeless guy and and um and I was taking a sign down and and I went up and told him and um, he said, oh, we're so happy. Everyone's been looking for Ella. And I'm like, you're kidding, because I didn't even meet you. He said, oh, no, everybody knows about Ella. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was so sweet. Oh. I'll spread the word. Everyone is really concerned. <laughs> so it was really, really amazing, the network of people. It is. It's so good you didn't give up. So now yeah. we're going to talk. We're going to talk to her, right, about you're going away for three weeks? Right. So I'm concerned since this all just happened that she's not panicked and she doesn't, like, take off going and looking for me or something. Where you know. are you guys going? Italy. <laughs> Whoa, fun. So I know. I'm so excited. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to tell Ella how many days you're going to be gone. And so you guys leave tomorrow, right? Right, and we're gone for three weeks. Okay, and so is that 21 days exactly? Um. Oh, gosh. Uh, I have to look on my calendar. So, so, why, so, one, so one of the things is for everybody, when you're telling your animal that you're going on vacation, you want to make sure you know exactly how many nights and days you're going to be gone because you need to tell them exactly how long you're going to be gone. And so what you can do is how you're going to do that is you're going to picture the sun rising and setting for as many days as you're going to be gone and then and nights, and then picture yourself happily coming back. Did you find out, Judy? Yep. It'll be 21 nights. We'll, we'll no, 22. Okay. 
That's a lot of picturing to do. Yeah, 22 is right. So do you remember that those math when you were a kid and you would like block fives or block sevens or something, you know, together? Like what you can do is picture, you know, seven nights, so day to night, seven times, and then picture, kind of block it, you know, kind of put it in like a concrete block and then kind of push it off to the side in your head and then picture three more or two more of those and then one more for that, for the 22nd night. And, and I'm going to do that to Ella right now too, but that's how people can do it. And then you want to picture yourself happily coming home and then you want to tell them that, when you're gone, you're going to be thinking about them and talking to them in your mind and telling them all the things that you're doing and so that they can pay attention to you while you're gone. And you can do that while you're in the shower or anytime you have a quiet moment or when you wake up in the morning or when you're first falling asleep at night, um, kind of picture what they look like and what, remember what they feel like and then talk to them about how your vacation's going and they'll get that. The other thing that you can tell them is that you want to try and figure out when, if you're going to a different time zone, when your night will be. And then you tell them that during the night when you're sleeping, if there's anything wrong, that's when they should tell you. Because then you'll wake up in the morning feeling like something's wrong and then you can call home and see if you can find somebody to check on them. Unfortunately, we've lost Judy on the line, but hopefully she's listening and you can, um, we can, you know, you can, those tips will help because I don't know where she went, but it just said her call was dropped. So she's not here anymore. Um, So any other, any other tips for um, Judy or anyone else who may be, who might be going through the same thing? Yeah, that's just the main thing is the picture Mm -hmm. that it's very, very important to picture the days and nights of when you're Mm going to, how long you're going to be gone. And then kind of, you can also tell them like what your, their routine is going to be like, who's going to be taking care of them. And um, if anything ever happens, who's ever taking care of them, someone else will know, you know, as much as you know, tell them. Knowledge Mm -hmm. is power. Okay. Uh, I want to tell Ella and get her response. We. Mm -hmm. I want to tell my mom I kind of already know. She's been telling me a lot. She's really good at telling me things. I, like, get it. I'm not really that worried. I'm going to miss them. (laughs) But they should have fun. (laughs) Awesome. That's awesome. Cool. So um, let's go right ahead to our next caller and then I can't find our um our you guest so maybe we can give him a call. I think we should call our guest. Let's do that. Yeah. I don't wanna... Do you want to do that now or in like Yeah, a I minutes? do because I don't want to okay. miss them. Okay, let me see if I can find them here. Uh let's see. So sometimes we have this problem where not every number shows up on our switchboard and so our guest could be out there and we don't know it. So I is going to do something that we Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Hopefully I dialed the right number. This is Lee. Oh, hey, Lee. It's, it's Laura, the pet psychic with Pet Psychic Radio. Oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> I am. 
You're actually totally, on the air right now. You're I am so sorry. I completely spaced out. That's oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Okay, but I'm 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 here, here and I'm I'm here now and I'm totally focused. You are. I knew something was. I knew I was missing something. <laughs> it's all good. You're here now. So um, tell us about your organization. It's um, well, I started it in 2008. Um, it's called Animal Advocates Alliance. You know what? Someone had just emailed me about making a donation, and I think that's how I got distracted <laughs> um, oh, well, because we're, we're we're so uh, you know we rely solely on donations. Um, we don't have any you know any staff, any salaried staff, or anything like that. Um, we basically focus on mobile adoptions for the Baldwin Park Shelter um, and rescue, and we do humane education. Um, and uh, next month we'll actually be at uh, we'll actually be at a, a middle school in Watts, and um, we bring um, or I I bring a um, a certified um, uh, canine good citizen, um, my pit bull Cleo, and we we deliver a humane education presentation, and we focus on wow. spay and neuter. So have you done that before with your pit bull? Yes, we've gone to we've gone to a bunch of schools and um and she loves it. She loves the kids. Um she's completely um you know changed the way people perceive pitbulls, which is another, you know, that's sort of one of my personal missions. Um yeah. you know, she was she was used as a fighting dog, so she's she has oh. no ears whatsoever. Um they were sheared just very close to her head. So she's, you know, a little intimidating looking to some people at first, but she's so loving, so affectionate, and she does so much, you know, for the breed. Um, and I think that um, people really, uh, you know, it's a very eye-opening experience. Um, yeah, and so um, do you find, are like some of the kids scared of her at first because she's a pit bull or... You or... know, I find that adults tend to be more afraid than the kids. The kids... Oh, okay almost see past how she looks and and just see sort of her temperament and her personality. And her joy, yeah. Do you, and do and you, they just adore her. Oh, do you um do you take her into schools where there are communities that use dogs for fighting because that would be yeah. really interesting for them to have a different to yep. meet a pit bull that is loved and to see exactly she scars on her face and everything from the... she you know her she most of her scars are on her body um oh. yeah you know on her legs and and they're pretty severe the ones on her legs and and oh, stuff like that oh but they that. get to see that cuz that but could they make... see... I was going to say that could make the kids probably not get into fighting to have an experience where they're around yeah there. I mean that's really my hope, you know, is is that they'll see um they'll see her as as um being uh you know just a a kind satient being and not as like this tool for fighting or a tool for a gangbanger to use to intimidate people mm-hmm. or you know like a scary guard dog, you know, the kinds of dog, the kinds of pitbulls that they're sort of used to seeing and used to being yeah. around. Um, oh, that is and so, so yeah, so we we definitely try and target areas where um you know, where kids have um maybe, you know, not the best um 
role models um, mm -hmm. as far as, you know, pet ownership. And so, and, you know, and places where they do, you know, misuse animals, you know, for, for fighting purposes and things like that. Um, but we, but we go to all kinds of schools and, you know, we've, um, we've taught, you know, we've taught uh, humane education classes in, in like second grade classes. And, you know, mm. I mean, we, we start young, so. <laughs> yeah, that's the best place to start is with the children. Really commend Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so tell us what your website is. Okay, so the website is, um, it's actually easier to get to it if you do uh, www.supportaaa.org. Um, just because Animal Advocates Alliance is kind of a mouthful, and people tend to people tend to get lost. Um, so supportaaa.org, and it just kind of tells you about the organizations, the dogs we have available for adoption, um, you know, our upcoming events and adoption events and things like that. Um, we really we have a strong relationship with the Baldwin Park Shelter, and so um, so we feature a lot of Baldwin Park dogs. Um, and um, Great, so tell us about Milo. So Milo came from Baldwin Park, um, and he was just, um, you know, he was very, very fearful right at, as soon as we brought him out of the kennel to take pictures of him, um, to try and network him, you know, he was just, he had his head down and his body language was just very, mm -hmm. you know, a, a dog that had just been mistreated somehow and and what i really like to know is how he was mistreated um because it's pretty obvious to me you know i mean a dog doesn't become that sort of fearful you know on his own um okay so he was okay. just very insecure very very fearful and uh, okay yeah so i'm gonna adopt it out but he's he's back with me oh he is why did he come back um, you know, his his anxiety and his fear issues were just kind of too much for this um for the family that had him and and they were great and they tried really hard but you know, I think um he needs a very, very experienced owner and so mm. um and so that's why he came back to me. And and it's okay. and I I love him to death, so you know, so that's okay, fine. So I'm gonna get Milo and I'm gonna ask him about what happened to him in his past, and then I'm gonna, we're going to tell him some things that can help him relieve his anxiety. And Wonderful. so for everyone out there, Milo is a beautiful gray pit bull with two little front white paws. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm scared of noises. And I'm scared of lights that shine bright at me. Sometimes I get scared of people's clothing. I've had a lot of people tackle me. They would jump on me and punch me. I don't know why they would do it. Does he seem scared of people in that way? Um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's pretty afraid of, of, um, yeah. of strangers. It looks like they were like, God, I don't want to say they were, like, you know how teenagers can, like, tackle dogs, like teenage boys? Sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes they tackle dogs and they think the dogs are having fun, but they're not. It mm. sort of looks like that, but not really. It looks more abusive. Mm-hmm. 
And sometimes they'd pour hot sauce in my mouth. I don't really like people because sometimes they would even shock me on the butt. Looks like they had like stun guns. Oh, God. I want everybody to know dogs don't like that. So what we're going to tell Milo, and it's something that you can tell every rescue dog that or rescue animal that comes around you, is that we understand that they had some terrible, terrible past and have terrible, terrible memories. But there's no need to be attached to that story anymore or attached to that life anymore. And that what would be really amazing for them is to open up their hearts and to realize that there is a world that is so beautiful and kind that at some point that's all they're going to remember. And so they can just keep experiencing all the good people that come into their lives and all the people that love them and that will take care of them and take them for walks and whatever it looks like to you of an animal having a good home, that's what you can tell the animals about. And you can Mm -hmm. tell them that over and over and over again so that they can start imagining it because the animals that never had it, they don't know what it looks like. And we can tell them that they are going to feel the love and that, If an old memory pops back in their head, if somebody runs at them and they feel like they're going to get, he's going to get tackled, or if they have something in their hand and they, and he feels like they're going, he's going to get stun guns, that that's just an old memory. And when that happens, he can lick or yawn or blink his mouth and remember that in the present he is loved and always safe. Good to know. I like that idea, he said. And so it's really important to tell dogs that are or animals that are fearful that licking and yawning and blinking their eyes and stretching will mm-hmm. help them calm themselves and help them to realize what's reality and what's an old memory. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, I like to lick and look away, he said. <laughs> He so, has a very compulsive habit of licking. Oh, he um, does. So is he licking other people or is he licking his own lips? He licks his own lips, but he also, it's, it's something, that's he did always, in it, you know, from the day I got him. Yes. Um, but he didn't kiss, he didn't lick people, but in the last, like, year, he's, developed like he's realized that licking people is a positive thing so now he constantly like licks everything he licks people he and he licks his own lips like constantly yeah and so i didn't know if that was he's trying to relax himself or yes he is he's trying to relax himself and so it's like it's like he's really stressed and so what you can do when you see him like licking like that excessively is mm-hmm. just Say, good boy, really softly, and good licking, good calming, and then just sort of stroke him from his head to his tail and get him mm-hmm. to concentrate on another part of his body, on the connection between his head and his back and his tail, just to ground him in his body mm-hmm. and to get him to stop just because when he's getting so stressed, He's like, okay, if I lick, that will calm me. And then that can become something else, like lick, 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 calm, calm, calm. 
to then get him to actually concentrate on the body, too. A thunder shirt would probably be really good for him. Yes, I did get one for him. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, let's ask him um, if there's anything that he would want or need. And um, I want a home with a family that will walk me long distances. And I want a home where I can do obstacle training. I think that would be really neat to walk over things and jump over things. That's agility. Yeah. That would be good for his confidence, too. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. Maybe one day I could help the world like her dog does. And then I could help fearful children get brave. Oh, because I know that there were children that had the same treatment that I had because I've seen it. Oh, poor little guy. He really, he's the sweetest. He he looks yeah. so intimidating, but he's so sweet. Yeah, he's sweet and loved now. Can you tell her I like hamburger meat? <laughs> I also like those big bones you can put your paw on, like a huge rod. Okay. <laughs> That's so cute. So, Lee, tell us again your um, your website. It's um, www.supportaaa.org. And I was wondering if you could ask him one more question, um, okay. just um, if if he's happy kind of where he is right now. Where is he? I mean, just in, in my house, like if he's oh, just. Oh, okay. I'm happy. I almost wish I could stay. Well, he but can she's stay. Busy. But she's busy, busy, busy. I know You're saying that trying, about me. Yeah, and I know she's trying to find me someone else. But if I could stay and be hers and we could jump over obstacles, that would be fun. Oh, <laughs> of course he can stay somebody with me. Somebody to do agility with. <laughs> do you do agility with them? I no, I mean I did with um with a dog that I had many many years ago, but um but not not oh. with him. It was not, never occurred to me before. But yeah, I wonder where I'll he's try. getting it from. He's getting it from somewhere. That's interesting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, maybe dog spirit is around and telling him about it or something. Maybe. <laughs> so, thank you for being our guest today. Thank you so much. I learned so much about Milo and I'm just I'm I'm happy to hear that he's happy and and is learning how to cope with with his fear. Yes, he's going to keep getting better and better and better until it's all gone one day. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really really appreciate it. Okay, you're welcome. Be well. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for all you do. Yeah. That's awesome. So that Milo's on at uh, supportaaa.org. You can also find him at uh, thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com. 
Uh, there's also a picture of him on our Pet Psychic Radio Facebook page. So find us there at Facebook uh, slash Pet Psychic Radio. Uh, we're quickly running out of time. Unfortunately, we had a lot of callers on hold and we couldn't get to you all. We're so sorry. We try to go in order and it's just kind of crazy. But we do have uh, some question uh, from in the chat room, so maybe we can answer that later. Um, and right now, let's go to our words of wisdom. Who wants oh, to speak? Do you, you want to do one of yours? You said you had something going on with one of your dogs. I do, but she's not going to say anything words of wisdom. What do you mean? <laughs> Which one? Really? She, well, she hasn't been eating all of her food, which is very unusual for her. So it's not really, really a words, yeah, it's not a words of wisdom situation right now. So oh. let's ask, um, let's ask maybe Aloha. Does she have any words of wisdom? Okay. Aloha. Aloha. Are you there? Aloha. Aloha is a rescued two-year-old poodle mix. She's very small. And she was my mother's dog, and I have now adopted her, and she lives with us. So you can she's, imagine she's her. A, yeah, she thinks that everyone should sit outside under the trees and just be present with the sound. Oh. And was she doing that recently? Uh, she does go outside. Uh, we don't have that many trees, but she does like to go outside and sit by herself and be with Nature. We have one. There's a bird up there. Oh, I know what she's talking about. She's talking about this tree. They like to go back there and bark at it, though, actually. They're not sitting by it, like, being meditative. They're, like, barking at this bird. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. She's like, yeah. you meditate, I'll bark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good words of wisdom. That is. It's cute. I like how she barks at it, but she told us to meditate. Yeah, what's up with that? Why is she barking yeah, at Aloha. it? Yeah, Aloha, how come you're not meditating? You're barking at the bird. Because the bird is disturbing my silence. <laughs> is it a raven or something? What is it? It's probably It's probably the parrot's. Oh, it's a parrot. That makes sense. Yeah, we've got a lot of parrots talking. over here. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, all the like green parrots come over and land on our trees here. Sometimes they like swoop down and almost like oh, attack that me. That's like a good omen. Yeah. Anyways, uh, thanks everyone for listening to another edition of the Pet Psychic Radio Show. We'll be here next week, and you can find us at facebook.com, Pet Psychic Radio. Come to Laura's website, thepetpsychic.com, where you can find all of the information about her, her um, services, information about how to communicate with animals, her blog. It's awesome. Check it out. Uh, you can find me at theveganCannibal.com. That's my blog. So. Come and check it out, and we'll see you next week. Bye. And Stormy and Serafina say to picture them healthy. Oh, yes, that's very important. Imagine <laughs> and picture. All right. Stormy and Serafina healthy. Yeah. You can talk to the animals.